185 times we have brought this show to you <laughs> weekly. 185 weeks of glorious Utah love. Aw. This is the new Utah podcast. Can you Three Christmas feel seasons. The yeah. love tonight. You can. And the sultry sounds of my... Uh, You've got your NPR voice on without even trying. Yeah, my uh, my cold. <laughs> Maybe this voice. will get us lots of downloads. You're very white. I don't know if people can hear the first... 35 seconds to hear my voice, but whatever. Uh, I have a bit of a cold, so you'll have to excuse the coughing and sneezing that might ensue tonight. Tis the season. I probably should have brought my toilet paper in here to blow my nose, because I don't use Kleenex in this house. So before we started, we were talking about we were talking about some of our episodes that have gotten a lot of downloads, and didn't Snotty Folds do pretty good last year? <laughs> yeah, Snotty Folds was Every pretty- time you get sick, babe. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was last that year was when you had a cold. Fucking disgusting. I don't know how people do that. It's gross. Good times. <laughs> you don't yeah. know how people have colds? No, I don't know how people fucking blow their nose into like rags and shit. It's disgusting. Like old grandpa rags it's, that you put back yeah, in your pocket? It's fucking gross. When my nose is really raw, I use a wet washcloth and then wash it. Or you let chopper lick the inside of your nose. Yeah. I do sometimes do that. He, his little <laughs> tongue gets all the way up in there. Set. Salty finish. And and her and Sean are both like, oh, when we have colds and we've been blowing our nose for two days, let's have the dog. I haven't really had a cold in a while, knock on wood. No, this is my first one probably since then, actually. I think it's the first time I've been sick since then. I think so. I don't get sick very often, so. And this is just a mild cold. It's not the end of the world. But, you know. That inversion we've had the last couple of days. Ugh. Last couple of days, last couple of weeks, it's last been, couple no, of days have been really nice. Yeah, it's coming back though. True. But then there's supposed to be a storm on Thursday, right? Yeah. Yep. So it was funny because like Brie and I broke out the pollution masks when we were doing our walks a couple of weeks ago oh, because wow. it was so bad. Because it's not like people are like, oh, it's just foggy. That's not just fog. No. That was that was fog mixed with pollution particulate. And like I remember one day Bree's like, well, it kind of rained during the morning. I'm like, that was like. That was like instant dew point is what that was, and that was not clearing out. What no, was that here. wasn't enough. To... There was a couple nights driving home that the the fog was so bad, but there was it was like a weird point. Like I hit IKEA and I got up the hill to go to the point of the mountain, and it was completely gone. And I looked behind yeah. me, and it didn't look like there was any fog in the valley at all. Yeah, it was so weird. It's, it's weird how it works. Like we were driving the other day, and we could see. Um, like the patches of fog, like as you would roll up and then like come down into them where they were sitting inside of a little valley. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, but the pollution but the is, is not cool. No, we were the worst in the country for a couple of days. Right before Thanksgiving. We're number one. Or right after yeah, Thanksgiving. That's, we're number one. I mean, our air looked like the air in Beijing. Yeah. You know, when you see it the gray bad. skies, it's, that's what it looked like here. You couldn't even see, like, the mountain range. I know it's bad when yeah. it gets down into Utah County because usually Utah County is not as it, bad. You, it, Salt Lake proper, though, Salt Lake downtown was not that bad. But it wasn't as bad as, um, as it was everywhere. Like, out here it was really, really awful. But the further I went downtown, the further hmm. I could see. Weird, because usually downtown's pretty rough. Yeah, well, I mean, Salt Lake City, to its credit, um, has had a lot of initiatives this last year to really try and get people out of cars, onto bikes, you know, using it's Trax birthday. That's fantastic. Trax is a Trax is a great solution if you live somewhere relatively close to a Trax line. However, if hmm. you don't, <laughs> like I mean that's the thing that sucks, right? Like I I harp on this a lot, but for us to commute, it would take me to get to my office from here an hour and a half. Mhm. 
and that would require me to stand out in the cold for a couple of transfers. And the walking several blocks is not a big deal. But the standing out in the cold and waiting for 20 minutes for a fucking transfer because the mass yeah. transit system doesn't run in the suburbs, that's right. not... It's not doable. I'm sorry. I I have that time is way more valuable to me. I'm going to drive my car. Yeah. It's even the same like going downtown to an event. Mm-hmm. I still at the very least need to drive my car down to a track station. Well, and then the issue becomes how late you're there. Yeah, because they don't run late. If I'm if I'm going to be somewhere until let's say I'm at, at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and I want to be there all day and then I want to go to the bar afterwards before I head home. Yep. Or even just dinner. Yeah. Like, if I'm there past 11, I'm fucked. I don't have a way home. I have to call an Uber just to get to my car, uh, in which case now it's time to take an Uber. But, again, it's an Uber. It's still a fucking car. It's still polluting the air. Right. So. Well, I'm, I mean, we don't just run around, though. When, like, Saturday and Sunday, Chris and I had a ton of errands, and we, we made a list, and we made a plan, and we went, boom, like, we... We barely backtracked. We had to backtrack like one time. And that's how you should do it. You combine your trips and stuff like that. Unlike my fucking neighbor across the street. So I, I I was sitting on the couch before you guys came over and I'm like, my fucking phone has been blowing up all day with like motion out in front of my house. Mm-hmm. Two. And so I'm like, I start going through them because like normally I don't pay much attention to them, but I'm like, I got some time. I want to maybe or maybe we had a package delivered and someone stole it. Never happened here. Doesn't mean it can't happen because porch pirates are. All over the place, especially this time of year. So I start looking, and the lady across the street, the the ones with the bulldogs across the street, in three hours, came and went from her house seven times. What in God's (laughs) name are you doing between 1030 and 2 that you need to leave and go back to your house seven fucking times? Is she driving to, like, the gas station and coming back and then driving to Walgreens and coming back and then driving to Arby's and coming back and then driving to Walmart? And co- like, what the fuck is she doing <laughs> seven times in a three-hour period between her house and somewhere else? Is she delivering drugs? I, that was my thought. Like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I wonder what the uh, the give is on if you get your drugs delivered as opposed to going and getting It's like Drug Hub. Got well, it's drug hug, but it's drug hug. Well, on we were, the one we were, hand, the you, box- don't, you don't want people knowing that you're a drug house and coming to your house and like it was before down at the bottom of the street. Well, we were talking on the the, the boxing folks last night because I was trying to decide if I was going boxing and John suggested meth and I was like, when you find a dealer, I'm in because <laughs> I, I can't sleep anyway, so I might as well just actually stay up with energy. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you guys about, this doesn't really pertain to Utah, but um, so we have new neighbors. We've talked a little bit about them. It does pertain to Utah because our neighbors live in Utah. That's true. That's true. So the other day, um, the dogs start going ape shit at like a quarter to two in the morning, right? And they don't. They even, like, late at night, they generally don't wake up. Like, even when the girls come home at 2 in the morning, they don't often wake up. But both of them were like, and so it woke us up. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Shut up, dogs. Go back to bed. So I go, now I'm awake. I have to pee. So I go pee and get up. And I go, look out the window because I see lights. And there's a fucking cop at my neighbor's house at, like, 2 in the morning. The new neighbor? Yeah. There's There's two unified police there. Unified police at a residence. Not emergency vehicles, just unified police at a residence at 2 a.m. Generally means domestic. Domestic. <laughs> they were still there when we got up to walk the dogs at 5 a.m. 
there was still a cop there just barely leaving. Well, technically they were there at 4.30, but not there at 5. Yeah, they had left between 4.30 and 5. Like, I have no idea what happened. Well, it was weird, too, because while you were downstairs, I decided to go brush my teeth by the window so I could see what was happening because the one cop came out and he had the hatch open in his, on his SUV. And another cop came up and was behind him. And they were talking and stuff, and then I had to go spit. And when I came back out, they were both driving away. So hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to stop by the Sev on the way to work in the morning and see if I could find out what was going on. Because that's where all of our cops hang out is at the Seven. <laughs> the so, what happened? They really do. Like, if you drive past there in the morning, there's usually like four or five squad our cars. Our old neighbor, the one that died, uh, he used to go over there and talk to him a little bit. Oh, time. yeah, he used to hang out to with the cops. Get the skinny. Well, because he's a ex-con, so. Oh, Anyway, yeah, so I've got that living next door to me, and I just suspect, I mean, I can't prove it, and I'm not, what am I going to do? Like, seems so I, awesome. And I was talking to him yesterday, uh, no, a couple days ago, outside, and um, what do you do? You can't bring that up. Like, huh. hey, so the, the cops are at your house. What's going on? At 2 a.m. the other day for a couple hours. What was going on with the cops there, buddy? So, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do there? So, um, we got... Uh, we got some fun stuff. No guest tonight um, in this episode. Uh, instead, um, we're, this is at one of at least two uh, episodes that we're doing on the best of Utah. Uh, City Weekly uh, works hard pretty much all damn year. Like half the year on this and then half the year on uh, what's the other big edition they do? Um, Their city guide. The city guide, yeah. So basically, the rest of the year they kind of sl- you know slack, and these are the two really big editions. <laughs> That's not true at all. You can listen to our episode with with By the, the way, editor. They are looking for a oh yeah a writer, like a paid writer, like the, not like a full time paid staff writer. That's a big deal. There's not a lot of those jobs. I bet they get a lot of applicants. I kind of wish I had. I could do that. That'd um, be cool. It's not an easy job. I know. Uh, so anyway, um, they put out this awesome issue and then we use it to we plagiarize it. Yeah. Plagiarize it for a couple shows worth of material, but, Maybe but we'll like do with three. permission. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's worth, it's worth noting. They know not only do they know they've, they actually gave us an award for plagiarizing off of them. Yeah. Yeah. They so, gave us an award for doing it and they gave us <laughs> another award. Um, so it's all good. It's cool. Uh, we love those guys. Uh, they, they work really hard to put these issues out. Um, they're fantastic little blurbs they put in on people and it helps a lot of local businesses. So. Uh, some of them are absolutely hilarious. And a huge high five to John Saltis for owning it. And cause the one in, um, I believe in Orange County just got shut down. So. Yeah, that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of sad. So. It's way sad. It's a, it's a big deal, uh, every year. Um, and these guys have been around for 30 years doing this. So that's pretty fantastic. Um, they're able to be an independent newspaper organization that still offers a free weekly circular. In Utah. Though, if you live out west and further south, the further south you get from the city, the more likely it is that the additions show up quite a bit later. So, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, Enrique or, or your distributor, if you're listening, uh, I live out west. Huh. And south, and it usually <laughs> is a day or two before I can go into the local coffee shop and find an addition. So, since fucking Smiths and Harmon stopped carrying them, you cock knockers, oh. fucking assholes, <laughs> cock knockers. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good throw at them. Wow. Someone commented uh, at work that there was no swearing on last week's episode with the folks at Summon, and I didn't realize that. I yeah, that. I did not realize that. I, I think people don't really realize it, but 
Chris does swear just in regular speech, <laughs> but it's very easy for him to not. Well, yeah. So in a professional setting, you don't do it. And you kind of talk along the lines of who your audience is. And it's right. not like we like gave him a lecture or anything. He just knew. No, I just know, I just know who I'm <laughs> Which, by the to. way, last episode was really cool. Go back it and listen to it. It was way cool. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool, very unique part of Utah, a uh, very unique thing in Utah. Uh, those folks were really fun to talk to, um, really interesting. And it took just, what, almost a year to get us in there? Pretty like close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. I thought they were going to throw us out. When Sue showed up, I yeah. thought she was ready to like be like, okay. Well, I think that she thought high. it was going to be bad. And so she, I've done this before. No, where she you, definitely had a wall up. Where you go in and you, you start making your excuses so that when you're ready to leave, people are like, oh yeah, she, she had to leave. But then at the end, after we turned off the mics, she actually stayed for another like 10 minutes chatting with us. And yeah. I think that says something to when we're talking to people that were respectful and, and when yeah, we're, especially when respectful. we're super, especially when we're super interested in something and none of us were there to make fun. Chopper, you're getting fucking mummified, dude, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> he was over here a minute ago, mummifying his uh, ass. The now. only thing that I wish that would have made it on the mic is the conversation with Ron at the end about um, getting the entire family's permission uh, oh, yeah. to do human mummification. So we had asked him off air how many people they've mummified, and they wouldn't say. They said their clients... Um, they th- do have a list. Yeah, their, their client and their members are very, very special to them, and they, they respect their privacy. And they said the one thing to keep in mind is for human mummification, one of the requirements early on is that they get a sign off of every possible relative that would have claim to their body. Yep. Because that's, I mean, really in truth, like from a legal standpoint, it would be a real giant pain in the ass for them if they don't have that. Well, that was one thing Ron said is we're not going to do it. It's not our job to go out there. Yeah. And so, so from a, from a not legal standpoint, from just a, a reality standpoint, that means when you're deciding that I want to be mummified as a person, I'm actually making the effort to have that happen because well, it takes that, a lot. Right. And that, you know, on, on my whole, this is my death positive year, uh, you know, writing your death plan, you can have that in your death plan. But if you have an organization like someone that does something very unique and special like that, they might have other requirements and their requirement is getting every single one of your family members on board. Also that can happen in organ donation. Yeah. You can have that you are an organ donor and it only takes one person in your family to say no. Yeah. My so. family is going to get no fucking rights. That's all going to be written down legally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't you worry. But go back and listen to it. That was a that was a really cool episode. Yeah. It was great. But we're not going to talk about that anymore. We talked about it for you know, a little over an hour and a half last last week, so um Anything happened this weekend besides my crazy fucking domestic violent neighbors? So I know we just said we're not going to talk about it, but I wanted to point out one thing. Did you get mummified? No. <laughs> His experience, Corky's experience, October 29th, 1975, the day I was born. That's so rad. He died on my daughter's 10th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just, thought, I just was doing a little research after we met with him last week, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, Christmas, we got the Christmas stuff put up. I noticed you guys did too when we got in here. Well, I have to put it up the day after. Cassie would kill me even well, though she's not here. We, we weren't actually, here last week. Yeah. So we didn't see it. That she actually saw. snapped 
We actually snapped her pictures I, of. I made I made Sean snap videos of us hanging up her ornaments and pictures. And Sean's like, "I've done like ten videos. Is that enough?" I said, "No." <laughs> and the dog's doing all right. The pup's not destroying. She hasn't the tree. touched a thing. She doesn't give a shit about. She the knocked tree. one off the other day walking by it, and she but like just as a, she just walked away from it. Just because she's like clumsy and stupid at that age, where she just doesn't realize. That I mean, she's I don't want to jinx she's... it or anything, but yeah, she she hasn't really gotten Good. into much. Just in total since we've had her. Good. She's she ate one remote the other day. That was Chris's fault. It was. <laughs> yeah, he totally left don't it leave like remote control sitting on the couch. He left it on the couch. Like it wasn't just somewhere and she stole it. It was like it was on the couch. Um Velcro it to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like it she doesn't get stuff off the table. She doesn't get stuff off the she center. Doesn't like memory foam mattresses. Every no. we've tried three and she's eaten all of them, so she's done with those. No more memory foam. But that's her. it. Like everything Good. else she's Good. Well, puppies like little kids. You don't know how they're going to be around a Christmas tree. Yeah. So, but yeah, when we got the kittens, they were fine too. Christmas threw up all over the house. So it's now Christmas. I do remind me to show you. Let me talk about my work Christmas. Speaking of Christmas decorations. So there's two sides to my building, right? We're in a big warehouse space with a whole bunch of open floor space, all security controlled to get in. So in the center is what I call lovingly the guard tower. watchtower. Yeah. So. There's a big cage for our mail room, and the reason it's caged off is there's a lot of money and a lot of credit card info that goes through. Uh, there, it also has the vast majority of any paper, uh, protected health information that we have. Uh, and so, like patient statements and correspondence back and forth with insurance companies. So, they actually handle all the processing of that, and it's very securely controlled, um, who can get in there. Well, above that is a set of offices. So, um, and then on the other side, there's another floor that's similar to where, where I'm at, uh, with all the normal staff. Uh, and so a couple of weeks ago, Kelsey, um, put up a tree and decorated the office, like the different, you know, stairs going up to the two different, um, upper levels. Uh, but that was it. And so then like two weeks ago, right after that, the floor on the other side of the building, Got all the Christmas decorations out and decorated their whole side of the floor, wasted like a day, kind of pissed <laughs> off a couple of managers because they didn't do anything for like four hours as they were decorating. Um, but whatever, it's Christmas spirit, right? So our side just looked like completely fucking empty. <laughs> like there was nothing. <laughs> so, uh, one of, one of the directors over there, uh, took a couple of her staff, went to the dollar store and spent like a hundred dollars on dollar <laughs> store decorations. <laughs> Because the other that's side of the floor, things I don't know if you I know, know that. that's I was, that's what I was Some thinking. Some of them come in multiples. Like we got packs of that's these snowflakes, true. these felt snowflakes. There were like seven or eight to a pack. So oh yeah. So, but the other side of the building is all decorated nice because it's all the decorations that have been collected over the years. Like so the it's real stuff. Nice little trees that are lit up that are sitting in the middle of cubicles and stuff like that. Uh, and then our side. Um, one of the girls today, uh, told me that my cubicle looks like a prison decoration. Like it was decorated in a prison, like a prison. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so I'll have to show it you does. pictures. It's, it's really bad. You'll have to send a couple to Jess. So you people got can candy cane shanks. You it's, suck them until it's at a point and yeah, then you can. It's quite tacky. Um, <laughs> we cannot post those pictures, however. So, um, there, there may be, uh, there's, there's, I, I was trying to make sure there were no screens. I have to be careful at work too when I take pictures. And there, there were no screens, but there are, um, some contracts, uh, and I don't know if they're visible, so I can't do anything with them. 
Um, so, but it does, it does look very So it's a prison Christmas? Like a prison Christmas. Nice. So, uh, it's not all of them look that bad. <laughs> like, it's pretty bad. I thought I was being awesomely creative. Like I made a Rudolph out of a like wire framed reindeer and a little strand of Christmas lights. Anyway. That's uh, funny. So yeah, Christmas is everywhere now. I got a standing desk since I got, since I talked to you at work. So you have both a standing. It yeah. raises. Oh, so if you choose to. And cool. I stand probably 70, 75% of my day now. Yeah. Cool. It's I really, really like it. For you. They did a really good job of trying to figure out, because I have three great big huge monitors. They're not small monitors. They're big ones. And So being able to lift it as you. Well, without. they don't make desks. First of all, they don't make standing desks that rise and lower um, big enough to really house that size of those size of monitors three of them so i have like a little thing so it's really heavy and it's funny because everybody wanted to come over and lift it and they're all how do you lift this it's heavy and i'm like well it's heavy but i didn't think it was that bad so i must work with a bunch of wimps or something <laughs> but, have you um, seen her guns though when she like goes to boxing like her super defined muscles but i um so now i just stand most of the day i have like a little pad i take off my shoes People are like, we didn't realize how short you were because since I got <laughs> my shoes on, I like pad to the bathroom in my socks and stuff. Like, yep, that's me. Since six, six inches shorter than you're used to seeing me. That's funny. What about you guys? You guys do anything Christmassy yet? You I, guys? Jeremy already said he put his up. Well, I'm guessing Heather put his up. You are correct. I got this stuff out of the garage. And that's then, what Chris does. And then I put all the empty yeah. boxes back. And that's yeah. what Chris does. And Chris stays out of the way. Yep. I worked all day the day after Thanksgiving. What about you, Jess? I know you worked, but like, did you... Did I did your, work. Has your house exploded in Christmas yet? I haven't been home. All right. You did get your tree, though, right? <laughs> I got my tree. Does Ron put up decorations in his clothing piles downstairs in the basement? I will find out when I go downstairs to get the Christmas decorations. Do you go down there often? Twice a year. Yeah, yeah. Once twice. to get the gift, well, the Christmas stuff, <laughs> once to put it away. And well, and to change the furnace filters. Do you have a new, do you have a new roommate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there for a couple months. Replacement from the one that just left. Up and disappeared. Was that really two months ago? Almost. Jesus. Yeah. That was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I f- felt like it was like a week ago. I feel uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, what about some events then? I was I didn't finish telling my story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought you had it was Candle Day at Bath and Body Works, which is basically <gasps> the best day Black ever. Friday Part Two. We went to that, and it's a nightmare. So we went the day before Candle Day because we needed to get the girl stuff, and I and had we a, had the coupon. I had a coupon the day before, and it was like buy three get three, which is about as good of a deal as you get on their regular products. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had the 20% and off. We were there and we were like smelling candles because there were a gob of candles and the lady was like, don't buy, don't your, buy candles. your candles today. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> They'll be $9. $9.50. Yeah. Which for a $25 three wick candle, and it doesn't even matter if like $25 is never what you pay for them. Three wick candle is going to cost you 20 bucks no matter where you go, probably. Right. Well, and it's nice because they can last up to like 50 hours. Oh, they're so. fucking awesome. I love them. Anyways. Um, we opened our gates at 6.40 in the morning because we had a line 
and online sold out at one o'clock. Yeah, that's crazy. I left at noon, <laughs> so I didn't get to see the rest of the cast. But I just <coughs> people during the holiday season. I'm, this is my eighth. I've been with Bath and Body Works for eight years, and this is the first year that people really are not nice. No, people have been dicks like all season. Like it's just weird. Like it's just weird to me. And to be I don't know. Fair. I'm one of those dicks because we went to in our long thing on. Um, Saturday? Was it Saturday? So we were out and about, and I was starting to get sick, so I was kind of grumpy. We were at Walmart, and I picked a bad line. I don't like going to Walmart. It was bad. Let me preface, preface everything by saying I actually hate Walmart. I actively try to avoid it. But we were like, we need a few things. We're right here by it. We got to go to Sam's Club. We need right a bunch afterwards. of random crap. And when you need a bunch of random crap, that's Walmart's a good place to the go. Place. So we went to Walmart and we're standing in line and it's like, we have a basket with like seven things. And we're like standing in line because we had some stuff that, um, we couldn't just self scan easily. Um, and so we're standing in line and I'm like, Oh, this one will be fine. Cause there's like, one person checking out, there's one person putting their stuff on the belt, which is like six things, and then us. And the person checking out is like taking fucking forever. Well, Can't I think they needed why. help with something like price matching or I don't know. And then there's a guy behind them that I didn't notice that oh, is buying gift cards. I thought that he was with the people in yeah. front of him. Oh. Buying gift cards. But he goes, I need three gift cards. Well, he goes, I need some gift cards. And the cashier is like, okay, well, how many? Uh, he didn't, he didn't grab them. Um, I don't know, like three. So instead of sending the guy, the cashier, who is also handicapped in some way, physically, gets up and leaves. He to sits go on find the, gift he's sitting cards. on a stool. So he goes and wanders out. I go to Chris, that's the cashier. He goes, what? Cause Chris can't see him more from where he is. I go, the cashier's the guy that just walked past us. <laughs> so he's ranting and he's literally standing next to one and of the cashiers cash- from the other. And then like I'm not, like I'm between like a lane where a lady's checking out and a cashier and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You dumb fuck. You come to Walmart for gift cards. That's all you're here for. You don't know how many you need. You don't fucking bring the gift cards to the cashier. And now the fucking cashier is going and get them. And it looks like he's doing them on separate fucking he transactions. Did. He did all of them on three separate, separate transactions. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You asswipe. <laughs> Like, and Brie goes, babe. I go, you realize you're standing right like behind I was, somebody. Like, I was, closer than he, than we are. I was like touching her almost. Like there was just I the wall. I would have said the same thing. I was so pissed. Because like, this is my rant. People, don't pick stuff off of the cabinets and go put it in a different room. Like, go put it back where you found it. Don't take it down and set it right below. Isn't like, clearly, you... you know where you just got it from. You wouldn't do that in somebody else's home if it, you were there. Isn't like, that what you get paid to fix, though? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's just rude. Like, it's just disrespectful. I just don't understand that mentality. Like, but I don't was, get it. That was the grumpiest I was, I think, was in Walmart. Well, then right after that, the next group of people after the gift certificate guy, it's this old guy and a woman in a cart, like a fat lady on a jazz. But I'm pretty sure it's because she was fat, yeah, which is, was. we already know is Chris's hugest pet peeve. And so they only have a few things, but it's taking them forever. And the guy that's checking him out is like looking at all of their things. And they did have he some cute com- ornaments. He is commenting on him. every goddamn item. And then they go to leave. And they forget some of their bags and they don't come back for him. The cashier gets up again uh, and takes them to him. I don't. It's, yeah. Anyway, that's a. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. 
it was, was rough because I was starting to get hungry. He was grumpy from being sick. It was it was a rough like it was what up a good half an so hour. So that was not that was not <laughs> holiday cheer for me that at that store. He's like, "Have a merry Christmas." I'm like, "Fucking whatever." <laughs> <laughs> that is not what you said. You said thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but in a fuck you whatever oh, attitude. And then on the way out of fucking Walmart, we had to show our receipt. Oh yeah, I got love that. Like seriously, of Walmart. Whatever. Anything that's not in a bag, because she was checking something that's not like baggable, right. which I, I kind of get. But at the same time, it's like the Sam's Club thing. Like, I don't fucking understand why you like you're checking my receipt to make sure the thing that's not in the bag got scanned. But what about the six things I shoved in the fucking bag at the check stand that he didn't fucking scan? You don't care about those. Right. You, like what? It doesn't make sense. That mentality of of. Things doesn't make sense to me. They're high value things they have to get out of the cages and stuff. You don't, I mean, you can't hide them anyway. So, yeah. Although Sam's Club has changed how they do it, they look at your, they scan your receipt and then they just scan something let, in your cart. Let me tell you the best. And if they, if it's on the receipt, then they let you go. The best shopping experience of my life now is the mobile app in Sam's Club. I scan things in my cart as I walk around. Oh. And I pay and walk out the fucking door. I never have to go through a check stand. Don't have to talk to a checker. I'm all for people having jobs, but I would much rather have someone be able to help me find something when I need it than only be at the front of the store to check me out. Those lines at those stores, though, are a nightmare. They were horrible. Or to just be for, like, when you're buying the DVDs that are in the cages or, you know, those kinds of things, concentrate the cashier. So they've taken out our, our they put a ton of self-checkouts. They've, yeah, they have. They took out, like, half of their regular checkouts they put self bunch of self checkouts but we just use the app it's awesome wow i love so it so enough about christmas shopping i'm sorry jess i'm sure that place fucking sucked that day it's okay i just wanted to talk about it but you probably well and you probably i don't know are you out on the floor or are you checking people out primarily uh, i don't touch cash at all oh that sucks cuz in the I'm, cashier I'm strictly inventory cuz at least in the cashier position like you have some fucking space around you that place is a goddamn nightmare. Like, walking in there was like elbow to elbow, and people are so fucking clueless about the space that they take up. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. I'm just fucking standing here in the middle of this thing. I'm always so worried out. with those cards. They, when people put them on their arms and there's all those glass things in the center. That they're just going to have... How many I'm things like, get broken, by the way? Um, It just depends. I don't know. Do a lot of people knock candles and shit over? Mm-hmm. Yep, all the time. What about the people that let their kids just run around? That drives me nuts. Oh, I don't really see that there. There were some at ours where there was a little girl and she kept running and bringing candles to her mom. Mom, this one smells good. And her mom was like, yep, yep. Like she wasn't even paying attention. I don't know where the little girl was taking the candles back because she wasn't. That's just stashing them. (laughs) Let's talk about some fun stuff instead of nightmare Christmas shopping. What's fun? What What kind of fun stuff do you want to talk about? You tell us. Events. (laughs) Um, okay, so happening, I've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Made in Utah Festival has started. So, um, go get your local Christmas gifts. Also something, actually all of these things just started this last weekend, um, being the first weekend of December. So holiday nights at Utah Lake State Park has started. There is over, um, I think I didn't write down the total number, but I believe it was like 1.5 million lights and different displays. Uh, it's $15 a car. And free toxic algae bloom. 
Well, not if, you, if you're not going to get out of your car. <laughs> I mean, you can, but anyways, that runs from 5 to 10 o'clock every night. Uh, zoo Lights is back at the zoo, and that runs till January 5th. Yay. Because polar bears love Christmas lights. <laughs> and Coke. The monkeys Excuse fucking appreciate the snowflake lights, I'm telling you. I'm sure they do. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago, but at the Utah Cultural Celebration Center in West Valley, they are hosting a Frank Lloyd Wright exhibit. That's and cool. That, yeah, it's super awesome. And it goes until January 13th. Um, there are 19 reproduction drawings, eight photographs, and four photographic murals. It's free. And it runs from 9 to 6 Monday through Thursday and 9 to 4 Friday through Saturday. So that would be super awesome to go to. Brain notice I moved the calendar. So as she's talking about things, we can look and see what day it is. <laughs> so I, 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 in talking about buying local stuff, go to the farmer's market too. There is a lot of local stuff there. Yes, um, they do have like a craft market that's on the lower level. Yeah, so you can see a lot of local artisans' crafts. Not as many as you would see at like the summer market, um, but I think these are like overall probably better quality stuff. Stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't want to. They're call the same. Like... They're some of the same vendors that are at the salt, at the summer one. Yeah, um, so that's a good place to find vendors. Also, a lot of local artists and stuff um, have gallery showings uh, that are occurring this month, like on the weekends and stuff. Um, so pay attention to that that as well. Yes. Um, if you want to go up to Ogden on the 21st, Dever Desert Hive Supply Company is doing a mead making class. Oh, cool. And it's $10 a person and they supply everything. Um, they do a lot of actually really cool events up at Desert Hive. So um, check that out. And then I have a couple of other events. Hold on just a second. Um, at the Chocolate Conspiracy... Um, running for the next month. We spent so much money with them at the market on Sunday. <laughs> we they sh shifted their offices, by the way. They, they're talking about the office that they had either moving over or expanding or moving back or don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But this is an immersive theater experience that they're doing at the Chocolate Conspiracy called Thank You, Theo Bromine. And uh, there are dates from the 13th all the way to January 5th. Tickets are after tax between 36 to 58, depending upon the type of package. And it's just an immersive experience that they've created through, uh, like a theater experience through each of the rooms. Sounds like of a nice package. The you have to like walk around and. Can I talk about an event that we missed? But when, when I'm done. When she's done. <laughs> okay. You can fix our um, background music while. <laughs> she's so you can get tickets <laughs> for that at thankyoutheotheo.com. Um, and tickets are still available. And then I promised our good friend, Jeff Dillon, that I would talk about an event that his friend has coming up. And it is... Is it being hosted by the Dillweeds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's on December 18th, and it's the Rex Anderson Foundation Homeless Drive. And there will be four bands playing and the show is to I'm just going to read what this says the show is to benefit the homeless neighbors we have in the greater Salt Lake Davis County areas and collecting the following items as donations to be given out on Christmas Eve clothing blankets food home care needs um, it's going to be at the urban lounge the cover charges five dollars and a hundred percent of the money goes goes towards the charity drive 
Will Nick Passy be there? Probably. But what about the Dillweeds? The Dillweeds will totally be there. Will, will, the, infinite, um, <laughs> will the infinite sadness be there, or has she got that something is, else? Yeah, that is I so know. fucked up that per, that's what Nick calls her. Sadness, oh, the perpetual, the not the infinite. I don't know why it's Nick not calls her the perpetual sadness. I don't even know her name. I just fucking get sad every time I see her. <laughs> um, if you want to make a donation before the show, you can contact um, any member of Jeff Dylan and the Revival, a.k.a. the Dillweeds. Um, and they will also arrange pickup of donations and bring you tickets to the show so you can, so you can go. So that's, that'd be a really good event on the 18th. You guys so. want some snotty tissue? Okay. Now you can talk. I don't know where to put this. So don't, don't come over here. Um, <laughs> stay away. I was just curious. Uh, uh, Jeremy, did you enter the lottery, um, for Pappy Van Winkle? I didn't, but the, I saw that it's already at like, what? 20, 30,000 people. It's fucking insane. Oh, it is, like, there's so many crap. people. Uh, so today is the last day. So when you're listening to this, um, too late. I hope you already late. did it. Yeah. So that's the event that you was did passed. though, didn't you? Oh yeah. Uh, all, all but two of the bottles. Did they give, do they give prices on the bottles? Yeah. When they you, give the prices. So like, what are they? It's like a like, hundred. The 23 year was $300. Oh, that's all. That's it. And this, so wow. to give you guys perspective, I think we've talked about this a little bit. We talked about it when they announced that they were going to do these lotteries. Um, so basically everyone in the state gets equal opportunity to win one of these bottles of like Pappy Van Winkle or they do win the opportunity to buy one of these bottles. Yeah. So, um, the, for instance, the 23 year, which is the top end stuff. That sells online for about $4,000. Yep. I see them when I do my auctions. I see them at auction all the time and there's not ever any that go for under a thousand. Yeah. So that, that, that 23 year stuff is the really price stuff. And we only get a, we only get a few bottles of it. Um, it's not like we're getting a whole huge bunch of them. It's the one time our weird pricing laws actually benefit us. Since we can only mark it up 80%, it's $300 here. So the cool thing about the lottery is you have to be a resident of the state of Utah in order to enter. So they require a a Utah state ID of some form uh, in order to register. Um, But you can enter for all the different ones. Uh, You can enter once for each of them. But the odds of winning are pretty fucking astronomical now. But the the thing is, is it gives a person a chance. If you didn't know before, like when they were going to be wherever they were going to be and showed up at the door at 5 a.m., they would hand out wristbands so you could come back and get a bottle later in the day after at 11 when they open. Hope that you get a bottle yeah. later in the day. <laughs> yeah. So basically, but apparently a couple of the people I work with have gotten two or three bottles over oh the my, last couple of yeah. years. But that, just, just the next time somebody goes to the Midwest, just have them get a bottle. Is it any good? <laughs> have you ever had it? Um. I hear it's okay. It's not spectacular, but it's the... It's more the... Well, the, it's it's very limited. Yeah. That's the thing. It's really hard to get. And the 23-year age stuff... It's 23 years this whiskey's been sitting aging. And um, to pick up a bottle of that when they made, you know, a couple barrels maybe of this stuff that's been aging for 23 years, that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah, it's hard to find stuff cool. like that. So I will drink it, not sell it. Jess would sell it. Nope, it would collect dust in well, my... Yeah, it would collect dust and eventually... Right now. As an investment. It would be like 50 years. Did age. you see on the... It's actually all over the news. This guy's collection, he's built the most perfect whiskey collection and it's about to go to auction. Really? Yep. And they're talking like... What is it? Like one point something million That's dollars. That's crazy. Isn't Pappy Van Winkle made by Buffalo Trace though? 
I think it's the same distillery that makes Buffalo Trace. So, but they have a couple other cheaper ones. Um, but anyway, I wanted to bring that up. Um, I didn't talk about it last week because I didn't want more people to enter. (laughs) Yeah, that was the email we got. But don't tell anyone. But I had literally just tweeted it out like right before you said that. But and then when I and then when I saw and then when I saw the entry numbers, I was like, it doesn't. Yeah, it is Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter now. Well, and I couldn't even get in. Like when you sent out that email, I just yeah, jumped it, onto it, Jack. And- it actually crashed their servers the first yeah. day. Um, it was pretty crazy how many people jumped on. So, um, also, uh, they do, they're going to do this more with wines and stuff that come in that are very small, like one case of a specific high end wine. They'll do that kind of thing with. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, also, uh, are you done with events? Cause I have one more. Well, speaking of, um, we haven't mentioned it, but it's worth mentioning since they have been a past guest. But Ogden's own is doing a, you can buy shares. They're building a new building up in Ogden that's gorgeous. Oh, nice. So um, and like the, an fifth, the 15th is the last day that you can buy a share. Does so. it, did they say what they, how much they are, what they're going for? I can tell you. Just oh, curious. Geez. Just curious. Um, while she's looking that up. If you want to talk about the your minimum, years, your right. minimum investment is four hundred and ninety-five dollars. So five hundred bucks for a share. Yep. It's not too bad. No. Um, Somebody today at, at Harmon spent five hundred and fifty on stamps, postage stamps. So I believe it. What? That better not have been you, because <laughs> oh, she was going to the store to get stamps. So I'm like, who's the? So someone? the chick in front of me had this weird, like she shoved everything in one of those um, UP, USPS boxes, and then she'd put stamps all over it. So the lady weighed it, and then she had to count the stamps and multiply it, and she owed like a dollar or something. So then she just put a strip on it. So I don't know why she wasted all of her stamps doing that. But then I heard her say she needed some stamps, and then the lady went in the back room, and I'm like, God, how many stamps does she need? And she came out, and she literally, I think she said she bought five packets, and the five packets had ten books in each. And I, so the, they use a cash register, like the grocery store cash register, so it has that big separate screen. Oh, yeah. And so I could see it, and it was like $550 and some change. Well, I'm sure, like, if you're putting stamps on the actual package, you probably need to buy lots of stamps like that. No, the package was now done. I know. She'd used a bunch of... Uh, but if she, she, did, more packages. If she oh. did that to a package, she's got a lot of Christmas stuff to do. So, I mean, makes sense. People, if you're going to ship something, just go and get a tape at the post <laughs> yeah, office or, or UPS Harman's store or... or the grocery store that has a post so office in it. I Don't went to ship some stuff stick stamps. Monday, so yesterday, um, and the post office line was out the door, which I had to stop anyway to check my P.O. box, which I always do. So I went across the street to the UPS store by IFA. No line, no yep. people. Walked right in. Same thing. In and out with my pack. And I, I, I can't imagine it costs any more. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. They it's don't charge anything more. So it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's the same. UPS store. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you get a chance this weekend, uh, the peak will be the 13th and the 14th, I think. Um, it has started already, though. Yeah. So, uh, the, what's it called? Come the, to my house. That is not what it's, it's called. Not, it's not called come to my house. It's the uh, Parasid. Parasid Meteor tried. Shower. No, Perseids are in Perseid. August. This is a different one. This is the Geminids. Oh, the Geminids. 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 Named after Gemini, is my guess. Ooh, we should Meteor tell Shawnee. Shower. By the way, we're talking about a meteor shower that's visible in Utah. Yeah, so. December. 
so um, the best place to go see this, part of why we're talking about it, is Utah has a ton of dark sky places, from parks to towns. Um, if you want to go see this and you're in the Salt Lake Valley area, Antelope Island's a fantastic place to go. Um, if you're a little bit further south, uh, Capitol Reef State Park is one of the best places to see this. Um, what's that one? Um, there's one up right by Cedar City that's like 20 miles away from Cedar City that's really good. Uh, Arches is dark sky too, isn't it now? Out by Moab. Canyonlands area. Yeah, yeah. Canyonlands, yeah. Arches area. Yeah. Just be mindful that it's going to be just past the full moon phase, so it's still going to be really bright. But you should still be able to see stuff. It's um, saying, though, that you should be able to see, and it says millions of stars more than you normally would. It says 2 a.m. is the best time to watch, though. So. It's yeah. true. So you, yep. you got to plan the 13th and the 14th It's usually between, like, 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. Like, that's how the yeah. proceeds so are. So if, if the pitch in the article is any indication, that's pretty amazing. Well, and that's out at Arches. Yeah. Uh, and Catherine from Only in Your State. Yep. This was oh, one of her articles. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it, like... If you've lived in the city most of your life or you've been here for years, what you see from your back porch from the city <laughs> the is... The half a dozen stars. You could go to Bear Lake, too. That would be awesome. Yeah. If you go out into the wilderness away from cities, that's you the real... You can see it at my house. That, that's the real key. You've got to get away from the light pollution. And so, like, going up to Park City is mm-hmm. not really going to do it, but if you get out towards, like, Camas and Colville... Morgan area. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna Francis. have... Francis. You, and get away from the towns. Um, you're you're going to see these, but there's a chance to see shooting stars, a lot of them. So, it's cool. a really cool thing that, that we have a lot of space in Utah that gives us a pretty unique ability to view those, so... Catch a fine star and well, put it in your pocket. <laughs> do we want to do the City Weekly stuff now and then maybe get to some of these uh, fun little Christmas things? Sure. Let's do it. How are we doing it this year since they they put it in a know, they, different order? So it's cool how they did it, but it's a little more confusing because it used to be like things and stuff was in one section and food was in another. But it's now it's still no, it like that. Things and stuff. Things it was and staff stuff. picks and readers. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't things and stuff. Well, so and it's, <laughs> it's, it's still organized. So it's organized um, in like people and then like specific Utah. So it, it is organized in groups, but now they have. Staff picks, reader picks, staff picks, reader picks, staff picks, reader picks. And I got to tell you, for the most part, the staff picks are way better than the reader picks. So They usually always are. So we'll do food uh, We'll do food either next week or probably in two weeks, I'm thinking, because we have a guest next week, so we won't do it. Um, but anyway, we, we will get to the food. We're going to focus this um, this go-around on the people and places um, that, that are the best of Utah, um, which is really what City Weekly is all about. Did we point out that it's their 30th birthday? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's the 30th year they've been doing these best of, which is really cool. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, when we got the award. Uh, and I read a blurb, actually, out of his, his piece, out of Enrique's piece there on the show. Yeah. About the number of votes and how impressive it is. It's pretty impressive. I think we're going to have him back for another episode, but it won't be until episode 200. Because he wants to be here on... But that's it. Do you want to know when that is? That's March 24th. All right. (laughs) You fucking figured it out. I had to because I had to send him an email today. (laughs) We may have to record on a different day, too. Tuesdays are bad days for him. Uh, that is true. That's their press day. So. That's true. We may have to. Uh, we may have make to, uh, another special exception. Have to do a weekend or something. Yeah, so. we might have a couple of those in the new year. Uh, so I actually think this position is kind of important. 
So it's the very first pick of any that are listed in the magazine. Uh, and it's the, I, it's weird that this is the first pick and <laughs> I've never heard of this guy, but the picture is so awesome. Oh, <laughs> the best fringe clad rapper, Will Tavius. Will Tavius. Uh, he's a self-professed queen of Salt Lake. He's from West Valley. I love the word sass. It's got ass in it? No. it's. I call my oldest daughter sassy. So, like, when we talked about the girls, you know, sometimes I just say, go go tell your sister something or whatever. It'd be sassy and sissy is what (laughs) I called the girls. But anyway. I like that shirt, though. That's a pretty damn cool shirt with the tassels on the arms. It's awesome. Um, So, but the best tireless seeker of public office is Shireen. Shireen. We love Shireen. Uh, Jessica and I ran into her when we were at City Weekly. She's awesome. She is awesome. And I think it's pretty impressive. Um, I'm glad that City Weekly did a little bit on her because she ran for a, a state representative seat or a, um, a U.S. representative seat against Chris Stewart, um, which is a hell of an uphill battle to win. Um, and then she decided to try to run for mayor. And when that wasn't going to work out, she ran for an open council seat and finally found her place in, in, in Utah government. I which, feel like she can get more done in, in something smaller. And she, uh, like, alluded to that when we talked to her. So, well, and I think the other thing is it's a place to build from. Right? She reminds me of Parks and Rec. Uh, nope. What's her name? What's her name? Her, the character. Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. She reminds me of Leslie Nope, who, can do greater things, will probably do greater things, but this was the job that came available and this is what she kind of liked well, I, for. Yeah, I think this is the, this is the place Stepping where she can stone. start. Um, and I think she got a, a lot of name recognition and I think a lot of people know who she is because she talked to so many people, especially when she was on the campaign against Chris Stewart. She went all over the place talking to people because that district's so re- just stupid how far apart that district is and how, how spread out and how not conjoined it is. Well, and it, it, it takes people to fight against it because if nobody ran against him and he just went unopposed over and over, that's, that's horrible. That's that's, the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. So props to her. She's been awesome. Um, speaking of the mayoral race, the best political upset was, uh, Aaron Mendenhall and Luz Escamilla. Um, Escamilla, Escamilla, whatever. Escamilla. Um, Basically beating out the the person everyone assumed was just going to win, including me, which was Jim DeBacchus. Also known as City Weekly's best loser. Uh-huh. That's true. That is true. Next page. <laughs> and, and it's funny because the blurb they put on Jim in here about the loss, he sat on $170,000 in donations at the end of that race because he was just figuring he was going to move into the to the general, and he didn't. And so uh, it goes to show you um, what they thought is people actually were were listening and talking and not just going off a of name recognition. But the nice thing is that he's still he cares so much, regardless of how you feel about Jim, because I know a lot of people are very polarized about him, that he's a lot of talk and not a lot of action. He still gets people talking and he's still creating a conversation. Yeah. Like I get his emails almost every week. So. Well, and, and like when we talked to him on the show a year ago or a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. he knows like that was his place. That was what he was trying to do. That's why he would tell people, if you want something passed, don't give it to me because they're not going to pass. Well, because he's realistic. He, yeah. he, he yeah. knew he wasn't going to get anything passed, but he also knew 
his style of politics was the very boisterous, I need to be out there. It's the only way to get stuff heard is if you're absurd. Um, and there are other ways to do business. And he did some of those in the back channels. But at the end of the day, it was about being at the forefront of things and, and being heard. Yeah. And making, making the stories known that would have never been told otherwise, basically. Uh, the best win they say is the people. Uh, damn it. I don't know if I agree with this. Um, basically, um, the, the, I don't know who RH is, by the way. Um, it's one of the writers. Jess is looking it up for um, you. But, uh, they, basically they said, Hey, you know, we in the 2018 election, um, we decided we Ray wanted House. Ray House. We, we wanted, uh, Medicaid expansion our way. We wanted medical cannabis. Uh, and of course the legislature comes in and fucks with all of it. Um, they have since backed off the central fill pharmacy because guess what? The state can't fucking run a cannabis dispensary. It's against federal law and there's going to be all sorts of problems there. And, uh, Utah also did not get granted its Medicaid waivers, uh, which basically we all knew wasn't going to happen, but the legislature said, Oh yeah, it's going to happen. I think, however, um, the downside to that is we still have a very fucked program. Um, and I'm really disappointed in both programs. They, they really got jacked with, uh, they, they then, they basically got set up to fail by the legislature and they knew it. Uh, and so we're kind of back to the drawing board. What irritates me is it's people who don't utilize it, don't need it, don't want it, who are making all the decisions for everybody else. I do like, and it's worth mentioning, um, that's not in here because these are really short blurbs. Rocky Anderson's still fighting that fight for prop two. And so I, I think it's important to note there are still court battles going on uh, that will hopefully come out in the people's favor, essentially. Um, I didn't know who Rainier Huck was. Uh, he was a, another candidate for Salt Lake Mayor. Apparently, he showed up in, like, shorts and a golf visor in one of the debates. <laughs> um, the best dueling Jackies, Jackie Biskupski and Jackie Beat. Um Apparently, they had a really good uh, time at the Miss City Weekly pageant. I was there. I don't remember anything out of the ordinary. It was just cool to see them both on the stage together. <laughs> Anyone that listens knows that I'm not a great fan of Jackie these days, Biskupski. I think she's made some horrible decisions for a city I don't live in. <laughs> Fact. Um, the best force enacting change at the SLCPD. Um, and it goes beyond that. So Utah's Black Lives Matter, uh, Lex Scott, um, he's been doing a lot of work. So Salt Lake City is the only police department that has everyone with body cameras. Uh, they make an effort to release the footage from their body cameras. Um, he's made some, uh, help kind of shape some changes in department policy in terms of the way traffic stops are handled and the footage from those is, is dealt with. And that's fantastic. Um, and he's continuing to kind of try and do that statewide. I just think it's funny. They call it the BLM because that's Bureau of Line Management. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, look, it's not just about the black lives. Um, there are plenty of other brown lives. Yeah, it's about Mexican and, lives too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's really about the fairness. The MLM. Of, uh, people of color. Mexican lives matter. <laughs> um, and to be, to be clear, it's not as big of a problem here as it is in other places in the country, but it's still a problem, and it's still worth noting that that he's made a big effort there. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff about the Clean Air Act. 
Um, Patrice Arndt is, is Arndt. Arndt. Then you just say it. <laughs> um, Patrice Arndt is, uh, her email is parent at <laughs> P. Arndt. It is. It's parent, parent at, uh, utah.gov.le. So she's actually, uh, she's actually a representative out of Mill Creek. Um, she's had a big hand in, um, allocating over $29 million in clean air funds. Um, there's been a whole bunch of stuff, uh, occurring over the last few years to try and get people. There's, you know, like, um, they mentioned there's a, what's it called? And it's not the city pass. There's some, um, UTA pass they mentioned that you can get for basically half the price, uh, and, uh, move around the city, uh, on mass transit. There's a whole bunch of stuff. They talk about things that have been done to try and get clean air. Um, best Republican legislature was Paul Ray. Legislator. <laughs> uh, legislature. Uh, and he, they had a lot of choices there because there's a lot of Republicans that are in the <laughs> legislature. Um, but Paul Ray is out of Clearfield. Um, and he's, uh, he had a hand in some sex crime legisla- legislation. No, nope, sex working. Sex yeah. Work. So he got it so that if you're a sex worker and something happens to you and you report it, you don't get prosecuted for yeah. your crime. So it's a it's a big step, and that's a huge thing to have a Republican. They got a lot of hookers up in um, Clearfield, so <laughs> they they should legalize it. It's Roy. It's next door. Roy. It's Roy. It's like they're all at, hanging out at the burger bar. <laughs> they should legalize it, and then they can control it better. Hey, baby, like you we say that about drugs too. I know. I, hey, baby, same. you want a yak burger? <laughs> yak. That's code. That's code for a blowjob. Oh, <laughs> Kang, kangaroo burger a is yak uh, burger. Yeah, kangaroo burger is anal. Whoa. So, I mean. Those Where are, do you know this? <laughs> He's I'm terrified. He goes. Um, I really like Enrique's um, best unique candle blower. And I was like, what does that mean? And then That's a funny I remembered story. that Mitt Romney got a Twinkie for his birthday. And the not, way he... Not just a Twinkie. A Twinkie cake. A huge Twinkie cake. And the way he blew out his candles like went viral because one it was so weird. by one. He pulled them out. <laughs> and, and he blew said he got out. to make a wish for each candle. The dude's uh, 72. I, didn't realize, I knew he was older, time. but I didn't realize he was the 72. The dude's 72 and a fucking super rich guy. I'm all about starting to blow my candles out one by one. Right? That's all I'm saying. He figured something out. Enrique Maybe says we're doing it wrong. So, uh, The best political tightrope walker is Ben a- Ben McAdams. Also, of note, he was a, a people pick for best politician. Um and the political tightrope is if you're a Democrat in the state of Utah and managed to get elected to the U.S. Congress, you basically are um, a... You're a liberal Republican. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, that's what it boils down to. You really have to walk a fine line because, truthfully, I mean, he, he won that election by like less than a thousand votes, I think. Uh, and so if he wants to stay in that seat, um, he's got to listen to his constituents and the way the district lines are drawn, half of them are uh, very staunch conservative, and the other half are pretty fucking liberal, and so you kind of have to walk that fine line. So I thought that was a really good little blurb there on it. Um, we're not going to read everything, by the way, folks. Uh, really, I encourage you to go look at the website. I know, I was wondering website. if you were going to. <laughs> no, I'm going to start skipping through. I like Some of those up at the front are really worth talking about, so I'd like to, to mention them. Um, but go go read the article. Um, go go read the articles. Go read the edition. There's tons of stuff. There's tons of stuff. And if you didn't get it, it's online. It's on City Weekly's yeah. website. 
And it's easy to look through. Yeah. They had a whole bunch of stuff on the inland port. Um, I do like that they have the best uh, Salt Lake City-based Twitter to follow, Robert Gerke. Uh, so, at Robert Gerke, go follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Instagram ones in here later, too, that I think is worthwhile. Hey, what's this thing on page 27? Um, the thing about the three soccer players? No. The Equality Crusaders? Can I mention them, though? Because I think that that was, was really cool. So Kelly O'Hara, Christian Pre- Kristen Press, and Becky Sauerbrunn, um, they're all players that play for the Utah Royals. They play for the U.S. Women's National Team, uh, and they have been embroiled in a fight uh, with U.S. soccer to get equal pay as the men. They, about the money. they make, well, it's not just about the money. It's about being treated fairly. They right. make more for, yeah. for U.S. They soccer should. than the men do. I know. They've they won two one. World Cups, back-to-back World Cups they've won in, in commanding style. And they make considerably less than the men do for the same job. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's absolute bullshit. It's like how the NFL treats their cheerleaders, where they're making not even a li- living wage as a cheerleader for a fucking professional football team that's making hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think it's awesome that they still were able to fight the fight. Um, they are champions of, of women's rights and women's equality. So there's something about a uh, best podcast homies thing. And so I just want to make note. This is three page flips in, by the way, from the start of the articles. Yeah, we're way up there. Three, page um, three pages in. Really yep. cool. Really cool. But before we talk about ourselves, I want to make note of the one that is above us. Um, so <laughs> Joe McQueen and Brad Wheeler Bad are Brad Wheeler. Um, best Salt Lake City bromance, which is funny because Joe McQueen is actually from Ogden. But um, Joe McQueen passed away this last week and he, oh, um, yeah, he was just a jazz legend um, in Utah, just incredible um, and I feel really sad for Brad, but also, um, like how awesome that Utah gets to claim Joe as, as, as our own. Yeah. Well, and it's good that they got him into this CD weekly before he passed because it's kind of cool. Um, Gia Bianca, I'm skipping over ours. We already talked about it. We already we read did. it. <laughs> um, Gia Bianca is mentioned as the best yes. homegrown showgirl. So, and you might be like, well, why is this a big deal? But, Believe it or not, pageants are not a big drag pageant. Girls are not a big deal in Salt Lake for some reason, which is weird to me. It's a very like Midwest and and Southern thing. But because pageants are a very Midwest, and I, Southern I, thing. I get, I guess. But Gia has just really like refined herself and just keeps pressing forward. And hopefully, she'll be doing her next pageant in twenty twenty and. Bringing home a crown, and she's in some of the people's picks too. Yes, um, in like and she two should be and three. And um, so, can we talk about? Do you guys are you done with that page? Does sure. Have a. I just want to say I got to meet Molly Mormon because Jess knows her, and so I got to say hi. I got a hug. <laughs> so uh, first, I'm going to talk about the flaming lips. I, this, the explanation of the show uh, in this piece from Enrique makes me wish that I would have gone to that because that sounds fucking outrageous and amazing. That that Flaming Lips performance at Ogden Twilight this last summer. My, my friends Kelly and Jason were at it. I may try to go next summer you just should. for that because it sounds freaking amazing. And I like the Flaming Lips. Uh, I'm not a, much of a concert goer, but I figure the Flaming Lips are probably my age of concert goers. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this picture 
from the best pasties clad enlightenment. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, Madison can can. So there's a specific show, uh, that, that, uh, um, Madison can can, uh, is, and it's being done in the black box theater, I think at SLCC now. Um, there was issues with where they were doing it because the original, it was a gateway. There's, there's nudity. Um, so you can't have alcohol and it's like the picture's crazy because it's clearly the person coming out of a vagina. Also, I'm pretty sure that uh, Madison shops a lot at Clever Octopus. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Actually, I know for a fact. <laughs> to, to make these costumes. It's, it's, but it sounds like an amazing, like, so the description is starting with a self-birth and employing miming, burlesque, and drag. Can Can's intimate and interactive staging made good on its promise to play with everything you knew about gender, sex, and being human. That sounds like a really fun show. Like a really intriguing and fun show, and I doubt that it's still going on, and I wish it was, because I would go see it. And maybe it is, and I'm just dumb. Google that. Uh, <laughs> am I dumb? Did you notice that the Best Friends Animal Society, the picture of the dog, looks a lot no. like our dog? Yeah, it's similar, except it has a Scooby-Doo collar like Jeremy's dog. Okay, so it's a combination of our dogs and Jeremy's dog. <laughs> so we're into some reader's picks uh, for media and politics. Um, and Best Friends Animal Society is the best NPO, uh, followed by the Utah Pride Center and Planned Parenthood. Uh, I argue Planned Parenthood's the best, um, but it doesn't really matter. They're all great People organizations. Love pets more than babies. Pets are, well, pets are universal, <laughs> right? <clears throat> Um, if they loved babies uh, more, then they would get less abortions, is all I'm saying. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Wow. Uh, so Ben McAdams, like I said, won Best Elected Official, followed by Spencer Cox and Mitt Romney can eat a dick. Um, or a Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> or the candles from the Twinkie. Best News or Station. Twinkie on a dick. I'm, I'm ins- mentioning Best News Station. Or a dick on a Twinkie. <laughs> Wow, dick on a Twinkie. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Guess what you're getting for your birthday, Bree, next year. You won't remember by next November. Um, Oh, no. That's the kind of thing I'll remember. <laughs> It'll happen like maybe Christmas Eve. I'll roll into the bedroom with I'll a, Twinkie. a Twinkie, and then I'll stick my dick right on it. And then she will just laugh hysterically for like two hours. <laughs> and then the Twinkie will go in a dog's mouth because I don't want to throw it away, but I'm not eating it. Not after your dick's been on no, it. No, it's gross. It's like I, licking yourself. Yeah, I don't even think Brie would want to eat it after my dick's been on it. <laughs> Nobody eats Twinkies. <laughs> now, those cup, has, has now, those cu- now those cupcakes with the cute little swirls on top. If I put my dick on those, people would still eat those. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, chocolate. I People don't know. leave behind chocolate. I never buy the chocolate ones. So the best news station, Fox 13. I I I'm a hundred percent on with that. Me too. I've said it a million times. The local Fox station is by far our best news station. It's not even just like what they're covering, but it's how they cover it. It's just very human. They're fantastic. I really really like. I them. like their newscasters. They are not Fox News, by the way. No. Um, so, um, we got to talk about it. Geek show podcast and cold, uh, came in second and third for best podcast. Uh, I am salt Lake, uh, was first. Um, I am salt Lake is a podcast has been around for a long time. Chris Holyfield and, and his wife, Chrissy, uh, now, um, uh, do a well-produced show. Uh, and 
It's Chris's business, right? So oh, Four, over 400 episodes. I don't know. I'm blocked. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem with Chris and Chrissy. Um, I, I will say I think they've probably taken some of our bits over the last few probably years. it's blatant is it the is word. it is blatant and that's okay that you know imitation is the most sincere form of flattery just think how popular we'd be if we had all the backing he did or if, just or if we we tried so the other thing is it's a business for chris so he's out in the community he's raising money for himself he's he's constantly promoting himself it makes sense we don't like we talk to people but we don't no one pays us anything for this show it's not our business. It's our hobby. We keep it that way. We were telling um, the folks at some of them, yeah, that we we do it because that way we don't we're not beholden to anybody ever. We don't have to hold our tongue about something or talk about something that maybe we don't agree with because we're not beholden to anybody that pays us anything. So we get to do what we want when we want to do it. But if you would like to donate money to our new equipment, I can give my Venmo <laughs> is sweet the letter P Jess. Yeah. And we could, I mean, we've talked about maybe setting up a Patreon or something like that at some point. Maybe we will. So I just, I just want to point this out. Um, I think that this particular one says a lot about the readers of City Weekly because I really thought that Cold Podcast would have been the best podcast this year. Um, I don't, so here's the thing. The Cold Podcast, while a very popular podcast with the mainstream, it's also a very popular podcast with mainstream, and I don't think City Weekly is 100% mainstream in a That's sense. That's because they vote for Lakai. We've already had this <laughs> Well. And we're going to get there. And two, two mentions in uh, this the, thing the, that the, I saw. The fact that, uh, I, you know, and if Geek Show wanted, they could beat them. All they have to do is tell people. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's about... So it's it's really all about and, promotion yeah. uh, of yourself. Uh, I did want to talk about the blessed political scandal, um, Prop, Prop 2. Prop 2. <laughs> Uh, although I think the Inland Port probably should win, um, because I don't know how much of a scandal Prop 2 is. It's just the state legislature fucking over the people. The Inland Port is 100% scandal-laden. The way that thing is trying to be railroaded in, and the kinds of protests that have been around that, and the amount of media attention, and most people don't even know what the fuck it is. I think that should have probably been number one, so... Well, that probably tells you that most people don't know what it is, because they didn't vote for it. Um, and again, all these are write-in votes. That's something to keep in mind. So that's true. So if uh, I don't know, maybe it's the time of year that they do it when things are like at the front of people's minds as well. So X ninety six and Radio from Hell win best radio station and talk show of all, as always. Ben Winslow again is the best TV news reporter. He's not awesome. mad about it. Also, you're mad Fox about 13. Ben's look? Ben Winslow? No, I said I'm not mad about oh, it. Oh, I thought you said I am, I'm mad about it. Ben's like, rad. What? So, interesting. Um, not mad. Gotcha. Not mad. So follow him on Twitter, by the way. He's it's he's hilarious. actually he's great on Twitter. I don't think there is anybody that works as hard in the state of Utah as Ben Winslow. And maybe Spencer Cox, but definitely Ben Winslow. He's uh, he's with Fox 13. Number two was Big Buddha, also with Fox 13, right? Yes. Um, who's yes. Andrew Reeser? I don't know who he's with. Um, mom. Best Your mom. <laughs> no, no, my mom is with Steve. <laughs> Your mom's name is Barbara. The uh, the best weathercaster was Allison. And Teresa is on ABC Four. Okay, Allison Krogan also from Fox gets best weathercaster. She's rad. I'm not a fan of David James winning best sports reporter. I think he fucking sucks. He's terrible. Keep in mind those these are, these are reader picks uh, against Dave Fox and Bill Riley. So I mean. 
he's not got much competition, but I think he's terrible. He's not good. I wouldn't say he's terrible, but he's like I'd I'd rather listen to others. Uh, so the two big categories here uh, of readers' picks, uh, we're going to start with best Utahn. Uh, so in third place was Donovan Mitchell, and I'm all on board with that. That dude's fucking awesome. He does not have to do all the shit that he does. He is amazing. Uh, for, for being a basketball player, he does a it's lot true. of shit. He does a lot for the community. Number two is Spencer Cox. That's fantastic. That bodes well for his run for the governor's uh, office next next year. Uh, number one, though, surprisingly, in, in a lot of ways, Gail Miller. Why is it surprising? She is a lovely lady. I think because you don't think of the Miller family as being like this amazing family, because I don't think Greg Miller was great. Uh, and I, I don't think that... Uh, Did you know she's Utah's wealthiest person? Yeah, by a long shot. Yep. Like 1.2 billion is what Forbes estimates it, but a lot of sources say it's probably like one and three quarters billion. So the resource center that they... It's the one that just opened in South, South Salt Lake, I think, yep. um, is named after her. Yeah, because they, they donated a ton of money to it. Um, so, But Larry wasn't like super philanthropical and, and Greg sucks. She's the opposite of that. But she's just, I've met her. She's just very, very nice. Like, And she wants to give back to the community. I mean, yeah. they own, they're, they're a huge part of this community. 54 car dealerships. That's a lot of fucking dealerships. Well, and they, there's, they're, they have dealerships outside of the state, yeah. too. Yeah. So, and then they've got a movie chain. You know, Megaplex Theaters is theirs. Uh, the Jazz, obviously, is is theirs. So, um, now let's talk about Worst You Time. <laughs> and after that, I want to mention one of these ads. Okay. okay. Uh, so, in third place is Paul Ray. And I don't know who the fuck that is. Do you know who that is, Jess? I'm Googling. Um, in in number two, incidentally, so number two for best is Spencer Cox, the lieutenant governor. Number two for worst is the governor. <laughs> the current governor. <coughs> Gary Paul Ray is a Herbert. member of the Utah House of Representatives. Oh, what a shocker. For 13th District, which is Northwest Davis County. Oh, yeah. So probably the most conservative fuckface on the legislature. Uh, number Gary one. Douchebag Herbert's number two. Number one is Mike Lee. And I got to tell you. Mike Lee, over the last year, has made us look like the dumbest fucks on the planet in Congress. Good thing well, we have our we current president, so we don't look that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He backs the president. He backs the president on everything. Uh, he's a he's a super staunch constitutionalist, um, but he is just taking all kinds of coal and oil money, oil and gas money. Um, he was one of two senators who bloated, voted to block a measure extending benefits to the 9-11 responders. He uh, shut down the government, what, two years ago? Yeah. Guess who that fucking seriously impacts? The state of Utah. Like, on a large scale. How does he keep getting re-voted into position? Nobody really runs against him. Think about who ran against him last. It was Misty. So, uh, so what's the ad that you want to talk about? Um, just the major street pet services that's on there is who did Leah's stuff and they really are great there. I think they're mentioned, aren't they? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't see, but I could have skipped over them. Um, they just, they do a great job. It's this little house at the end of like a little dead end street. And, um, I think that they might even live there cause the kitchen looked like, like a residential kitchen. Um, but the whole front of their 
whole front of it is um, just dedicated to pet stuff, mausoleum things and, and whatever. And you can have a private cremation done for your pet. So it's just your pet's ashes. So we have Leah's ashes and we have Tuxie's ashes and they're just theirs. If you go other places, and this is fine too, they cremate a bunch of pets at once and then they just give you a measured amount. And so you might have <laughs> some of Fluffy and, and some of Spike and uh-huh. some of Max and a little bit of Spot. And poor little homeless dog. That they uh, found. The, Man, if they did that to humans, everybody would lose their minds. <laughs> um, like you'd know, but yeah, I know. No, yeah. So Leah, I do wish Leah was sealed up like Tuxie. It's a little weird that I can open it and eat the ashes. Why would you do that? <laughs> Anyway, Leah, <laughs> Leah is my heart. I what? don't even know what to say to that. And I still cry about that dog. And so having her ashes, just hers, were, was important. And she had some like medical devices in her and they like save them and give them back to you just like if she were human. Anyway, they treat you with utmost care. And I saw this ad and thought that they... The ashes do come with a warning label not to ingest them. them. <laughs> they do. Brownies. Yeah. You just cook them into stuff. So actually, if you, there was a show that was on, um, I think it was like Annie or some shit like that all a while back, uh, called My Strange Addiction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there I was this that lady show. that had an addiction to eating her dead husband's ashes. And she would That'd just be like, really, if you were like aquam- aquamated, that would be fine, but regular cremation? Ugh. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, okay. So, um, back to some staff picks on some stuff. We're just going to kind of roll through some of these. Um, so they mention International Peace Gardens, which is a, if you've never been there, you should really go. It is cool. It is huge and it is tucked away and you wouldn't know where it's at unless you go there. It's, um, uh, a thousand south and 900 west. It's fucking beautiful. It is a really good place to get pictures. There are, Gardens from so it represents I don't know how many nations. Does it's a ton. It's really that, cool. Though. There's little gardens that represent like like Thailand, and one will represent China, and one will represent Ireland. I don't know what all they are, but it's a whole bunch of little garden spaces in this beautiful park that's just absolutely stunning. Um, the sun tunnels. Have, have we talked about the sun tunnels before on the show? I don't know if we made it that far in our Atlas I, Obscura list. Yeah, I don't think we have. So the sun tunnels is a really cool place in in Utah. So it's basically, there's like a whole chunk of the state in the northwest of the state that there's nothing. On the other side of the Great Salt Lake, there's like a couple little tiny ass towns. You have to drive like four hours to get to these things, but... Um, if you go during a solstice event or during the equinox events, the tunnels are actually, they were put in a place in the seventies and they are lined up perfectly to Isn't line it like up. an art installation. Yeah. Yeah. And they're lined up perfect. They're basically like, like giant water tunnels, um, like, like sewer drain tunnel type things, uh, that you can stand in and they're lined up to line up with the sun perfectly. From your house, it's three hours <laughs> and eight minutes. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. live, I live. Closer than most, uh, because I'm out west and kind of, um, by the, the frontage road there, 201. But, uh, you're, they're really cool. Um, there's a lot of people that go out there during the equinox and the solstices, um, because of how the sun lines up, because that's what they were designed for. Is there so, a pool in one of them? No. Mm-mm. Okay. They're just giant concrete tunnels, basically. They're really cool. Um, it's a little known thing, little known place, but, uh, I didn't know if we'd ever mentioned it on the show, so. Not yet. Now we have. 
Best place to pretend you're Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so I this so um high five to this editor Dennis because this might be one of my most favorite entries this time. Uh only because I've been out there a few times, but when you go out to the Wendover Airfield, there is the museum and then just to the east of it are a couple of hangars, and right next to it is the airplane that they used for Con, for Con Air. Air. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and by airplane, I mean the front half of it. Actually, not even the front half, like the front yeah. eighth of it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you get your like, picture taken in it. And, and Does it have the Con Air sign on it still? or? I don't remember. It didn't say Con Air on it. I don't know. No, it didn't say Con Air on the movie either. I That's it just what it's called. Or was that just like one of the like promos? It was like a slang term. But it's it's a C-123 transport awesome. aircraft. And just make sure to go to the museum when you go out there because it's really awesome. There's a bunch of other cool spots listed here, too. Like oh, the, the tubes. The cool. Topaz Museum, which we've talked about. Uh, Tanner Park, which is a really <laughs> best spot to meet doggy daddies, Tanner Park. Tanner oh. Park is actually a fun place to go. Um, most people there do pick up after their dogs, and the dogs get to run free down there. Uh, so that's really cool. Best hike for vertically challenged outdoor lovers, the Ochre Lake Long Loop. It actually is a really good long walk. Um, I don't know how long it is, but it's really fucking long. Um, and then our friends at Clever Octopus mm-hmm. got um, uh, best place to get your art on without emptying your wallet. And we mentioned last time, no, the time before last, I think, that they were getting ready to move. Um, all of their classes are still happening at their current location, but... They're getting ready to move into their new space that they were talking about when they were on on our show. So support them. I will say um, some of the topics that they pick are really cool. So like the one, the, this one just jumped out at me when I was reading stuff. Um, the best place to take a bathroom break during a road trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this one too, and it's true though. I've never been to Cofort, but there's apparently Cofort's a pretty cool place to go uh, as a rest stop on a on a trip. So it's run by little missionaries, <laughs> and so if if you want, you can take a tour of the actual fort. Which most people don't. They just use the bathroom stop. But the bathrooms are immaculate because it's the little missionary men and men and women who take, take care, care of, it. of it. So they, it's immaculately clean. That's kind of funny. <laughs> so it's just funny that that's a category, right? <laughs> and they've got a little park area where you can have a picnic. So we have stopped to use the restroom and we have picnicked there from time to time. There's the uh, best real life version of Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> which is the I-15 construction between Lehigh and American Fork right now. And if you have had the pleasure of driving on that, Jess, I'm sure, has driven on it a few times. It is fucking insane how shitty it is. The road, the lines are painted all fucked up. The road, like, bounces you around all over the place. It's like you're on a Baja adventure. It's crazy. So back one page, I do want to point out the best weird family attraction. Oh, I wanted to go to that. The Eccles Dinosaur Park. I've been there. It's, it is weird. It's like these... These concrete dinosaurs, they've got to be like 40 years old. And they've been painted so many times that it's like this thick glob of paint. But it's chipped in some places so you can can see see the the eight different colors it's been. (laughs) And like some of them are pink and orange. It's trippy. It's kind of cool, but it's trippy. And it's just before Ogden Canyon, like literally right at at the base of the canyon. Anyway. So the best escape from city without leaving city limits, the Salt Lake City Main Library. I've never been there. I've never been inside the main you library. You haven't? It's pretty cool. It is. No, I was I, I was in the library that was there before that library. Got right. Built. 
this this one's pretty this cool. One. It's pretty. It's pretty. I, I've big. always wanted to. I go love into it. it. It's beautiful in there. They do lots of art shows, classes, and, and all kinds of things. book shows. They do like little. Uh, they have like a little area when you walk in on the edge that has has little shops and stuff that you can go and buy things in little plants and stuff. It is pretty cool. Best smelling street in Salt Lake is Regent Street, according to the City Weekly staff. Oh uh, yeah, because Pretty Bird's there. Yeah, and Pretty Bird and the the. The bread. Oh no, they're not there anymore. Are they? Because they're closed. Uh, the the after. I find it interesting. They mentioned it. I will. I. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe the bird closed. No, last course. Yeah. When did they close? <laughs> last well, we, we talked, talked about, about it on the show ago. a couple months ago. Did we? We yeah. talked about the fact that they didn't really make their stuff fresh enough because the tried to travel so far. Yeah, and down at Do the far end of the valley wasn't. Yeah. Apparently that one is still open. So. So maybe that's. I need to update our website. So is Pretty Bird going to reopen? No, Pretty Bird's not. Fuck, dude, catch up. I'm the one with the cold. Last course. Oh, last, last course. course. Well, yeah, I thought you were saying Pretty Bird. That's why I was so No, confused. that's why we said last course three times. <laughs> I, I was talking Pretty Bird. Sorry. You yeah, last Pretty course. Bird yeah, I know that thing closed. <laughs> like, Pretty Bird's closed. What? No, nobody said that. The best place, <laughs> the best place to catch STD of the sea. Whoa. Whoa. Lake Powell. Uh, so <laughs> if you know anything about boating, you know never to put your boat in Lake Powell because it's full of invasive mussels. And basically, if you try to go to any other lake and your boat's been in Lake Powell recently, they will turn your ass right the fuck around and not let you in their lake because those mussels get everywhere and you basically have to scrub the shit out of your boat and let it be dry for a couple weeks between. To get it. To get them off. God, it's so brutal. It's so bad. Is it because th- there's no outlet for the for it, so they just they just sit in there and fester? Um, <laughs> well, they're just in a, they're an invasive species, huh. so they they don't have anything that's killing them, and they're not normal, and so they get on the boat and they stay alive, and you take them to another fucking lake and they fall off, right? And, and they- now they invade that lake. So, and Lake Powell is really bad. Um, I like they gave a nod to the Great Salt Lake Marina for the failed world record attempt. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I have, so they had said the best spot to treat yourself. And I don't know how many they actually went to, but the Curador is not where I would recommend you go if you want a spa day. There is a spa. Um, Sago Lily is actually the spa I would recommend. Just because I've been there. I know what it's like, and it's a fantastic spa, and it's really quite the experience. You guys stop me if I'm moving too fast. Now you get. Uh, there was one about furniture, getting free furniture at the Salt Flats or at the at the Salt Lake, the Great Salt Lake. I was I was looking for. Oh no! It was yeah, it was right actually between uh, <laughs> the Salt Lake Marina. Um, the best place to pick up free furniture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, beach the beach in front, in front of, of Great, Great Salt there. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's been out there so much because they have so many raves out there did she come home with any free furniture nope just lots of salt <laughs> um so the best only semi-awkward first date i'm mentioning this because i love nickel kate and nickel kate is who this they feature here nickel kate is perhaps one of my favorite things to do i don't get to do it very often because I'm a grown-ass adult, and if I go in there by myself, I look like a child molester. <laughs> Maybe you could borrow Jonathan. Quarters. 
Yeah, my yeah. kids love the Nickelcade. I, I should take your kids to Nickelcade. There you go. Then I will look less like a child molester. That's right. They love I can't it. like go by myself. That's really not good. I yeah. can go to Dave and Buster's or Quarters. I really I, I need to go to Quarters uh, and check it out. But I like Nickelcade. Um, let's see what else we got here. Sorry, we're gonna keep moving along. Uh, the best bar to find refuge from the Mormons on NFL Sunday, the Green Pig. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Portacol used to be really good for NFL games yeah, back in the day. Good old Portacol. I now don't do bars, um, like ever for anything, so I can't speak to that. Uh, best concert of the year, according to readers, was Love Loud, followed by that Flaming Lips concert, and then the Death Cap concert. Um, I would believe it. Love Loud was probably a pretty damn good concert. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't go to concerts anymore. Best dance company, Ballet West, then Odyssey, then Repertory. Is that because people just know Ballet West? Or Maybe. is it because they go to the shows of each of them and decide? I think people just know Ballet West. I the, don't know, because they're all pretty good. Yeah, like, how do you decide? Like, I'm curious, I'm, I'm curious if the editors or Enrique wants to tell us how many people voted in that category. Uh, one person. Yeah. <laughs> one dude. It was the owner one for of Ballet each. West. Two, two, three, two, and one. <laughs> it was only people that were part of Ballet West. <laughs> they just have a bigger dance company. <laughs> um, Best DJ. Yeah, I don't care about DJ that. DJ Juggy, but I like how DJ Jimmy Chunga is second. And Brad Wheeler is in here, too. Uh, Best drag entertainer, Jason Cosmo. And then Sister Molly Mormon and Gia Bianca uh, were second and third there. Um, Kilby Court is the best all ages venue. I could get behind that. It's too small though. It's a really it's dangerous. Small, it's really it's like a fucking garage. It's really small. Uh, and then Red Butte. I have not been to a concert at uh, Red Butte Garden. That was that was number three. Red Butte is lovely. The only problem is actually getting tickets to the shows you want to go see. Best local band slash group. How the fuck does Royal Bliss win this category? There are so many more Utah bands that are so much better than those guys. They laid down the advertising dollars. Well, and just, I've never even heard of the other two. Zach Ivey and Ginger and the Gents. Yeah. that That's probably them getting their fans to vote. I know Royal Bliss has a pretty loyal fan following. I can't imagine they're big City Weekly readers, because that's like the same people that like Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Bliss is like a local Nickelback. I like those guys. I actually like their music. Local I'll, Nickelback. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> local Nickelback. <laughs> I'm going to hashtag Royal Bliss. I like both Bliss. of them, so. I'm going to hashtag Royal Bliss right before it, too. Do it. Uh-huh. I can tag them on Instagram posts. It's too bad that Nick Passy's not on here. Uh-huh. Or Folk Hogan. Or Folk Hogan. I think the problem is Nick Passy's involved in too many things. He's perpetually sad. But the people who go to a Folk Hogan concert are the people that would be reading. Yeah, but they may also be, they're millennials and they probably don't oh. actually do anything. So, um, The people did pick Red Butte Garden for um, the best live music venue. And then USANA was a second. And USANA, I gotta say this, USANA is, I hate fucking USANA concerts because I live by it, but USANA is a really good music venue, I think. Well, and USANA back in the um, staff picks was the best place to listen to music with 20,000 of your closest yeah, it's friends. A, it's, a, it's a huge <laughs> venue, but I, I've, some of the best concert experiences I've had have been at USANA. 
Um, it's just, it's big enough. It sucks to get in and out of, but it's. Yeah. The one thing I like is it's not so loud that all you hear is vibrating noise. Yeah. Yeah. Other concerts, like inside of a building, it's so, and maybe I'm just old. It's just so <laughs> loud. I can't even hear the music. Or all maybe I, the people you're going with have terrible soundboards and sound operators. Could be. could be. That's possible. Cat Palmer. I just think it's weird that you have to drive through a neighborhood to get to their VIP parking. That is weird. Cat Palmer is the best visual artist, according to readers of City Weekly. We love Cat. Um, and then I don't know who these other two are. Srill so Art. So Srill Art is unbelievable. A lot of the murals that are in Salt Lake on the walls are Srill's pieces. He's unbelievable. And what about the last guy, Josh Schwarman? Don't know him. Sure, Schwarman. Schwarman. I'm glad the sure. spiral jetty made it in here again. Yeah, it's important. Um, I like that the Harvey Milk mural is number three, though. That's a really pretty mural. I like it a lot. Yeah, it is. Uh, Doss Energy was our best music festival, by the way, according to the readers of the City Weekly. Hmm. A giant that makes rave. sense. Giant rave out at Saltaire. I'm sure uh, our daughter went Cassie there. went to that one. Yeah. I know the guys that throw that. I've known them for a long time. Cassie, <laughs> Cassie's like had me print off the tickets for it. I'm like... Oh, huh, Doss Energy, huh? I went to the first one of these. Like <laughs> 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 the, the guy that threw it then is still throwing it now. Hmm, interesting. That's oh, funny. I know these DJs personally. <laughs> and Cassie and her friends are like, "Oh my god!" Really? Oh, you're old. <laughs> See, we're in the things and stuff category. What? I know. I was just no. teasing you before. <laughs> things and stuff. Things and stuff category. <laughs> uh. I like the write-up that Enrique did on the, on the uh, church rebranding. No flags allowed on oh. Temple Square. The I best. like the flag right in front of the. the best, whole, just the whole page. He did yeah, this whole page. It's fantastic. It's, it's some good information because I didn't know about the no flags until I saw this. The best dubious policy. I don't think it's really a policy. Like he says in the write-up, they have flags flying in Temple Square and there's flags on people's badges. It's the fact that he was holding up the pride flag. That right. Like. Which is their prerogative because it is private land. So, uh, the best, uh, <laughs> totally awesome rebranding, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Formerly known as the LDS Mormons. They would like you to call them the church. The church. That will but not But they're happen. not. The church is the Catholic church. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't Everywhere believe. but here at the church is the I don't the believe Catholic in church. all that shit. And I'm going to tell you right now, the church is the Catholic church. <laughs> Even even Jews know the church is the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Muslims, they're like, yeah, that's the Catholic Church. That's the <laughs> The Mormons, though, they deign to call themselves the church. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, I love I love the best display of civic pride, the I Love Beaver stuff. Beaver, oh, yeah. Beaver for how small of a town it is, those gas stations in Beaver. <laughs> because that's the only thing anyone ever stops in Beaver for. Are loaded with iHeart and, and beaver cheese, beaver cheese, and beaver tacos. And then the sign that used to say "Fillmore Beaver," they do not have that sign no, anymore. No, because people stole it. Of course, they stole it. <laughs> but Beaver has totally embraced the iHeart Beaver. They know exactly they what should. it means. So, oh, there's the thing: the Hive Pass. So, the best deal you can feel good about: the Hive Pass allows for forty-two dollars a month city residents to take unlimited rides on UTA trains and buses. There's a fifth. That's a 50% discount on a regular UTA monthly pass. That is freaking awesome. And the Nifty Card also gives you a free one-year green bike membership. Yeah. So and then that, you can ride the best UTA bike uh, bus route, the 2220, whatever that no, is. No, that's stupid. 
It's the second south route. Oh. <laughs> again, again, when UTA made big changes to all their routes, it probably made sense for downtown. It did not help anything out here in the suburbs, which is, I got to tell you, where the pollution's coming from, it's not people from driving driving from 5th South and 3rd East down to downtown Salt Lake. It's people from the suburbs driving into downtown or to Lehigh. I like this free feminine hygiene products um, right up to talking about um, funding for a year to see about putting free feminine hygiene products in the city um, buildings. There is a lady tax. All your feminine hygiene products are a lady tax. When you're a lady and you buy that stuff, it's a lady tax. That's the best thing to come from the Salt Lake City Council. That's amazing because they do a bunch of stuff and that's the best of it. The best festival is the Antelope Island Spider Fest. I want to go to this. It would be so awesome. <laughs> I want to go see They talk all about the it all the time. Yeah, I should go to this this next year. Um, and Spider-Man will be there? What else? Heber Valley Railroad <laughs> um, has all the... Th- We've talked about these guys a few times. I didn't realize they did all these different themes. Oh, yeah. So Heber Valley, like they do Star Wars. They do Harry Potter. They, they of course, do, do like Polar, Polar, Polar Express, the Heber yeah. Creeper, like... I didn't realize they did all of those different things. They did a, at one time they did a Thomas the Train thing. Uh-huh. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember my sister took her kids to it. Also, these little. sell out so fast. So if you have an interest, like be on tickets. the website and get your tickets. Yeah. It's HeberValleyRR.org, by right. the way. Um, this. There's that pest pet crossings that you said that they were in later. Yeah. So <coughs> I got to tell you. My favorite thing on this page, though, was the best sign we're living in Utah. The I Ash know. Wednesday Melee. I get this all She the had someone fucking do it at work. Dime. Bree is Catholic on Ash Wednesday. She often goes to the cathedral down the street from the office and gets ashes. Um, it's a big deal for Catholics. So Ash Wednesday is not Catholics going and getting dirty. <laughs> well, it's having palm. I, I mean, it kind of is. is. They have palm ashes. But what they do is, so at, at Easter time... We get palms, um, representing the palms that were held out when Jesus made his trek. Um, and a lot of people make them into different things or whatever, but there's a certain time right before Ash Wednesday, um, in the church where you can turn in your palms and they actually use those to burn and make the ashes with. So it's kind of cool. They mix them with uh, a consecrated oil and oils are only consecrated, um, once a year in cathedrals. And so, and then they're passed out to each of the parishes. And so, it's it's kind of a cool, it's a big deal. It's a big thing. symbolic deal for Catholics. Yeah, and in Utah because it's so pervasively Mormon. In other states, this doesn't happen. People know what Ash Wednesday is. They know on Ash Wednesday when they see a person that's got a smudge on their forehead, it's because they're Catholic and because it's ashes or Lutheran or some other religion that does similar things. But in Utah, because Mormons don't have any fucking clue about anyone but themselves. People literally wash face like the, the, this. This people is about walk up to you with their thumb out, like ready to to like, like clean off your forehead for you. And this is actually a, a blurb on a, a story that we talked about, where a teacher forced a student to wash them off her face because the teacher's a fucking idiot. She claimed ignorance. She was ignorant. Absolutely ignorance. That's is my thing. new hashtag, claiming ignorance. ignorance. I should put that. Um, I really like the one below it um, because I didn't know about this place and I'm going to totally go check it out. It's the best cemetery and it is a it's called the Union Pioneer Memorial Cemetery and it's in Cottonwood Heights 
and it was opened in 1851 and it's down a long road that's next to an LDS church and it has dozens of first generation pioneers and it also has um two once enslaved black men that were regarded as key figures in the Latter-day Saint and Utah histories uh Greenflake and Harklay Wells. I am totally going to go there. That's cool. I was wondering about that when I read it, if you were going to go there. <laughs> of course I would. All right. Um, should we finish these up? Yeah. I think we're getting close here. Um, so let's, uh, okay, we're almost done anyway, so let's let's finish kind of going through these. We're Not almost done. 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 Well, we're done with this, the first the half. Things the first, the, the, people, the things and stuff section. <laughs> the things and stuff section. We'll get the food this later. This is why Jeremy and I are still friends. <laughs> Stupidity. Is that? Yes, shut up. Ignorance. Claiming ignorance. I claim ignorance. <laughs> Hashtag. Claiming ignorance. Claiming ignorance. So, Hashtag. The Swan Princess, I've still never seen it. It's 25 years old and there's 16 million fucking sequels to it, so. Yes, my friend just went down for the All I know, party in California. They have a huge booth, have a huge booth at every Comic-Con and uh And Chris is always like, "What is the deal with this thing?" What the fuck? This guy's in a pink checkered suit. I don't get it. It's not checkered, that's Harlequin. Whatever the fuck it is, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does a totally different pattern. Um, I don't know about any of these other things. Um, you guys, I don't know. Anything I'm going to go about I'm, any of these. I'm going other into, things. I'm going into readers picks for goods and services. If you guys don't have anything to stop me before then. I well, thought we were stopping. No, yeah, we have to talking. go through this and then we're going to start food on the next one. We're going to do food on the next one. So we have like four more pages of stuff. <laughs> things so and stuff. Them. See <laughs> goods and services. Technically. Um, so I don't really care about a lot of these. Um, Best handmade flutes. I did not even know that existed. It My was. uncle. He makes his own flutes. Mm-hmm. So, like nose flutes or regular flutes? <laughs> Skin flutes. Could probably do both. Skin flutes. <laughs> Creepy. So I there's some important stuff here. The best pet supply store is Papa's apparently, which I thought was just a dog wash place. I didn't realize that you they had they sold stuff there. There's also the Dog's Meow, which is a fantastic name for a store. Uh, and Rockstar Pets just makes me think of the energy drinks. So I don't know. <sighs> There's the best CBD for pets and the best CBD product for pets. You're, you're still on staff picks, aren't you? Hemp loot. Yes. Oh, did we? Sorry. <coughs> well, you're fine. I've just moved on. Oh, pa- yeah. One page of yeah. Pause, pause. Pa, pause. So, best tattoo artist. Um, I'm interested how many people voted for these, because I don't know these guys, but. Uh, Luke Jensen, one best tattoo artist. I think it's important to recognize these single individuals because Salt Lake City has a ton of tattoo studios. Like, it is a big thing in Salt Lake City. And to be named the best tattoo artist is a huge And also deal. at a new studio, because usually somebody like Austin Jones, who's had his roots planted for a long time, has been in well, this spot. So this is really cool. So he's at Aloha and Aloha actually got named by readers as the best tattoo shop as well. Yep. So that's a big deal. So um, in second place was Mason Atlas. And in third was Sarah D. Uh, Sarah de Azevedo. I don't know how you say her name. Azevedo. Um, but yeah, best tattoo shop um, was Aloha followed by Yellow Rose and The Hive. Uh, I don't care about. The Hive is awesome. I don't care about piercing studios. Um, and tattoos are trashy, just so everyone knows. <laughs> is that? 
<laughs> I told, I looked at Bree the other day and she had her wrist up and I saw the tattoo on her wrist and I go, that's trashy. <laughs> she goes, what, my wrist? <laughs> my wrist is trashy. Um, I love tattoos. So I don't, we talked a lot last year about hiking trails. Um, Donut Falls, while cool. Um, th- this basically tells me the three trails I don't want to go on this because year. Because everybody is. <laughs> well, on the them. thing is, is so and Ensign Peak is our opening trail every year. We just we go on it early because we haven't been hiking, and it kind of tells us, okay, yep, okay, we're good. We we, we can go. We're we're ready to to rock. But uh, and it's so it's kind of quick. But there's a couple little hard spots, and and it's pet friendly, and so we we will be taking our new puppy on this trail the first time it will be her very very first bike hike ever in her whole life um so i kind of i kind of agree with ensign peak because it's so close to downtown but i don't maybe because i didn't get to go to the top of donut falls i don't think it's as cool. a really short hike it's a really but, short uh, or may, i don't know maybe diamond I, fork should be on this list i'm over it um, so I want to point out in a, in a few of these categories, Milo Sport is listed in, in the top three for best recreational sports store, um, best ski and snowboard shop. Uh, and then they got number one best for best skate shop. Milo Sport is a local shop that is fucking awesome. If you ever have the chance to go in there, they actually have a couple locations, but the one up on 39th, 33rd and like 30th East. Go into that shop. They have a bunch. They have been huge supporters of the local ski and snowboard scene uh, and skate and snowboard scene for years and years and years. They have in that store like a bunch of of old skateboards and snowboards that kind of show the history of snowboarding throughout the the generations. Um, It's just a cool shop and they're super friendly folks. Um, I just wanted to mention because they're 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 listed a lot. 35 years. They've been around 35 years. Yeah, so, they're cool. they're they're a fantastic business. Um, those guys are, are really awesome. Do you guys want to mention anything? Else I would add to State Parks, uh, Snow Canyon, because okay. that place is freaking rad. Yeah, they list Goblin Valley as the number one by readers, then Antelope Island and then Dead Horse Point. Um, we have. Like, I haven't been to any of those places. Capitol Reef uh, is one that is not in here that I think is crazy. I think. I think Capitol Reef is, and we've had a couple guests say this, it's a state park not a lot of people go to. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of a hidden gem in a lot of ways. Oh, you had to talk about it. <laughs> Why is there an Idaho ad in our city weekly? There's a couple of them. Why not? Because people go up to Idaho. I think that this, Bear this, Lake is part of Southeast This Idaho. girl's hair reminds me of Jess's hair when it's down because of the bangs and stuff. Um, the lady who did this photo just did my most recent pinup photo shot for the one that has this lucky 13 photo. But like the bangs, almost the color, almost the length when, you know, when you had your hair all the one color. Like when I first glanced, I was like, it's just in the magazine. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, that's not just, that's just her hair. So, um, that's, um, that's a, a big chunk of stuff. I mean, that's a, like a good solid hour and a half, I think, on, um, some of the best things in Utah this year and some of the worst. Uh, Mike Lee, you fucking, Again, shit. I hate you. <laughs> um, but I, this is this is just part one. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll 
spend a lot of time talking about food, so come hungry when you listen to that episode. Probably. Or don't, or bring a snack so you don't get too hungry. Yeah, make sure you have a snack for 187, because we're going to talk about all the food. I feel bad because I always eat on this podcast. It's great because half of the City Weekly's best of is devoted to food and nightlife, and really food because nightlife is like this small section at the back at the end of it and it's at the back just like where all the like skeezy nightlife ads usually are (laughs) and like circulars and stuff right so um, are we gonna mention a bad air at all or just skip past it mention about what the bad air at all or just we talked talked about about at the beginning of the show Uh, i didn't i guess that was when i was scanning something because i didn't hear it was when i was thinking you said pretty bird was closed no no it wasn't wasn't. (laughs) jesus christ i i know i'm sick and you guys have tuned the fuck out like an hour ago wow i didn't tune the fuck out (laughs) we mentioned the bad air at the beginning of the show we did like at the very beginning you could about carve it and how it was the worst in the state we're number one. This We're number one. Country. I remember Jeremy saying that. I must have been tuning him out. <laughs> what, Jess? The country. Worst in the country. Yeah. Probably worst in the world. We're probably pretty close. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if we beat Jakarta or Beijing. Yeah, I know. Those are pretty that's, bad. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Next week, we will no, have... No, it a, is here, unfortunately. We will have a guest. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, It's not someone from the legislator. Legislature. <laughs> you know, I say that just to piss you off, right? <laughs> when I say it wrong on purpose. When you say it wrong on purpose, but you say it enough wrong on not purpose. That's true. I really suck with that word. It's like sell the next, sell. The next one that we have coming, we should have them purposely say it wrong the whole show. The whole show. She would probably fucking jump over the table. No, because it would be a guest and I would just have to bang my head silently inside <laughs> my own head. <laughs> Um, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, but like I said, next week, uh, we'll do that and we'll probably talk about some Christmas stuff next week. Have some fun. Tis the um, season. Because why not? Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, share the episode. If you don't like what you hear, uh, hopefully Bree stops moving her mic around with her mouth because that does pick up on the, uh, <laughs> thing she's doing it. She's like got her mouth pressed against it. Oh, so we would really actually like your reviews. If you've Feedback. been on the show, if you listen to the show, just drop us a review on Facebook, on whatever. Sometimes we streaming adjust. service you're listening on. We want to hear what you think. Sometimes we adjust based on reviews. Sometimes we tell reviewers they can it's go. It's just been a long time. Fuck right the hell off. We need um, a pat on the back. <laughs> it's been like two weeks since City Weekly nominated us for a, a best. We need a review. Oh, yeah, we do need no, a review on something. Reviews are good. We did iTunes, get one. We actually Stitcher. got one a couple weeks ago on one of our iHeartRadio or one of those something. That's incredible. That I noticed, yeah, like just yeah. a couple weeks ago. We're on so many services, and I have like they just pick up our feed. It's awesome. I don't, I don't even know. Like, it's not like we apply for them. Like a couple, you have to apply for. Spotify has been the only one that I've had to. We might yeah. have to for. Pandora. Well, we had to for Stitcher. We had to for iTunes. I had to for Google Play. So you're probably gonna have to for Pandora too. Um, but most, a lot of places like iHeartRadio just picked it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we might even be on TuneIn and stuff. We are on TuneIn. Yeah, we're on TuneIn. Yeah. That's how that I was listen. one of the first ones. And they just picked they just picked it up because yeah. this show is so awesome. So that's why <laughs> that's why I'm telling you guys you should just share the episode. Um, if you don't feel like reading City Weekly because it's a lot of work to read paragraph long um, blurbs, just listen to our opinions. They're better anyway. Yeah, especially in a couple Actually, of weeks. Actually, it's like a mix of opinions. In a couple of weeks, don't worry, you're gonna get a lot of opinions on restaurants and how. Kai isn't really a place. The good opinions with the gooderest opinions. With the gooderest and the bestest. 
They are the best. The best ever, the biggest ever. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast, uh, along with um, Robert Gerke, apparently, and Ben Winslow. Um, and then uh, Facebook, the New, Utah dot com, the New Utah Podcast. And then also our website, thenewutah.com, is really a fantastic place to go get write-ups on everything. Any any place that we talk about, our guests give their one things. Um, Jess, eventually, after months and months of prodding, puts up the one things. No one's prodding me. Nobody even talks to me about it. No, she does a really good job. She, she puts a because you do a good there. job. We don't need to prod you, bug uh, you. There's lots of information on there. Um, it's a great place to go uh, if you want to look at pictures, too. There's lots of pictures on there in our blog posts. Um, so thanks. Um, hope you have a, a safe uh, week uh, getting ready for Christmas and probably tuning out of work uh, a little early. Um, I know I'm trying to. So... Uh,